In this episode of The Full Nerd, Brad returns, AM5 DDR5 goes to 8,000, and RIP... RIP... Okay, all right, here we go. In this episode of The Full Nerd, Brad returns, DDR5 on AM5 goes to 8,000, and RIP Nook. Welcome to this episode of The Full Nerd. I am your fill-in host, Adam Patrick Murray, uh, filling in for Gordon, who's uh, unfortunately couldn't make it. But I do have our co-hostess with the mostest, Brad Charkis, <laughs> back in in the, uh, well, not in the flesh, you're on the Zoom. Back on the Zoom. What's... I'm in the flesh here. Hello, Internet. Been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Brad, do you, uh, well, you know, I'll, I'll ask, uh, let me introduce everybody else. Elena Yee. Uh, Hello. Oh, always happy to have you. Thanks for joining. Are those new headphones? Those uh, no? Yes, uh, okay. technically. Uh-huh. I had them lying around for a while because for some reason when they came out of the packaging, they smelled awful. And I was like, I'm just going to leave you in a corner over there and let nature take its course. <laughs> just air it out for a little bit. Speaking <laughs> of air it out, Willis uh, has aired himself out after our trip to Vancouver. Uh, he's controlling the verticals and horizontals. Hello, hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Hello. Uh, but f- first and foremost, let's let's talk about Brad because Brad is back. Uh, Brad, uh, just in case people haven't been uh, catching up with the, the news uh, in your adventure, where the hell were you, and uh, and how's it going? Uh, I have been shifting between people's floors, hotel rooms, and now finally in a new place of my own after my apartment was suddenly destroyed by a fire at the end of June. Uh, just very much not in the plans, and uh, spun a fun month and a half. <laughs> well, first question is: we had a lot of questions. Uh, were Were you testing? A, were you actively testing a GPU with twelve volt high power? It was my fault. I busted out that old Radeon RX two ninety five X two dual GPU. <laughs> oh man, it just, it just burned the house down. Yeah. It was just like party time. Burn the house down. Uh, but no, that's not what happened. No. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I do have, I've shared on my Twitter, uh, or X, I guess. Oh, God, Jeez, please don't. <laughs> I've missed a lot in this month and a half. I guess. Uh, uh, some pretty gnarly pictures of GPUs messed up in a fire, so if you want to see those, go check it out. <laughs> yeah, we actually talked about um, if if you were to, like, test those GPUs and be like, hey, uh, I, I my house had been through a fire and these, all these GPUs got, you know, messed up, would they actually still work? Do you think yeah. they'd still work? Yeah. Uh, possibly a couple of them, but probably not a lot of them. We'll see. It'd <laughs> be interesting. Maybe the, it's a maybe a best of pick for the website. A best GPU that could survive a fire. <laughs> Most fireproof GPU. Most fireproof. Yeah. Most fireproof. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be the water cool ones, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but it, in all seriousness, you're 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 okay. You and your family, you're all you're all yep. safe. Yep. Uh, us, the family got out. We caught it soon enough that we were able to go grab our neighbors and they were able to grab all their pets. Everyone got out fine. Uh, thanks to everyone's support on GoFundMe and elsewhere. You know, all the Twitter messages I received, they were, they were huge. It was a really rough time for me. Just getting y'all's messages meant a whole lot. Uh, the GoFundMe support without it, it's already mostly gone. We would not have been able to get out of hotels so quick. I'm still struggling to get paid from insurance. And it's also 
managed to help me help my neighbors out who are also displaced by this fire. They were hoping to be in by August 1st, uh, but that got postponed at least a month. So I'm also helping them out, you know, keeping them with what they need. So thank you to everyone who helped out there. You're helping a lot of different people's lives. I can't, uh, sorry, choking up a little bit. Uh, sounds like a cliche, but it's really true. I don't have words to express how grateful and how much it means to me. So thanks to all y'all. Well, I'm I'm just glad you're safe, and uh, yeah, I I was appreciative that that you were able to help out your your neighbors as well. Uh, a lot of people in in Discord was like, "Dang, Brad, Brad's the stand up guy. He's able to help out people in need as well." So, uh, yeah, good on you, man. Trying, trying. We're we're all friends. Trying, you know, gotta watch out for your homies. <laughs> uh, I'm so I'm so so glad you're safe. Uh, CR poll in the chat says, uh, "Brad, you know, there's easier ways to get uh, uh, your computer system upgraded, right?" <laughs> <laughs> which, which we talked about it this is actual thing you know wh whenever you're ready we can talk about you know getting you new system new setup stuff like that but the, your your test bench as of right now is destroyed right like you my test bench i my desktop pc i'm pretty sure is fried uh i haven't plugged it in yet because i've had enough other stuff to do that uh I don't want to plug that in and rage about it <laughs> when it doesn't turn on. <laughs> so I haven't tested my desktop, but it got pr pretty wiped out from uh, water damage. Because the thing you don't really realize, there's a fire. The whole, like my bedrooms and other areas upstairs were destroyed by fire. But then they had five or six different fire crews in there pumping water in it because I lived downtown and they didn't want the fire to spread. Glad they were there. Love them. They were doing their jobs. They did it well. But all that water damage took out the rest of the house and so still have to go through the process of figuring out exactly what works and what doesn't mm. well yeah well, when you get to the point for testing it, it'd be interesting to see because you you would just recently upgraded to a ryzen 7000 system right for your test bench or were you planning on it i, I can't remember i had gotten the parts in oh you got the parts in yeah so yeah I just like hearing about the back end stuff of how you mm -hmm. how you think about configuring your system for test benches and and whatnot. Okay. So you know, we'll, yeah. If if anything, we'll we'll cover it here. But uh, you know, in any way we could help out if we do a live build of your new test bench or something like that and send it over okay. to you. Uh, you know, that would be sweet. <laughs> well, fun. Uh, and then uh, Eternal Duo Way, a uh, friend of the show, gave us five euros and said. I'd just like to say I'm glad to see Brad back safe and sound. I really appreciate you all. You're all awesome people. So, no, you, you're you awesome. Thank you for... Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, no, I'm d definitely glad to have you back. Um, n not only are you a co-host here on The Full Nerd, you're also the the the, the guiding light on PCWorld.com. <laughs> uh, so, uh, which is kicking all sorts of butt, so... Be sure to check. Turn, the turn out the guiding light this month was a blazing fire. <laughs> oh, 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 what, what is that light in the distance? No, don't go that way. It's a fire. <laughs> a little toasty. Yeah, yeah. I'm just hoping these uh, northeastern floods stay away from me for today because I'm sick of whatever elements Earth wants to throw at me. <laughs> I know, right? We were when we were planning for LTX. Uh, somebody was like, "Oh, aren't there a ton of fires in in Canada right now?" Mm. I'm like, "Well, actually, luckily, Vancouver's on the the west coast coast." Uh, I didn't see a fire. Did you see a no, fire no. in Vancouver? So I I don't think it's that far over, <laughs> luckily. Uh, but yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Willis and I were were in Vancouver for LTX. We got a question in the Discord from friend of the show, Liquid R. Uh, big props to Adam and Willis working hard at LTX. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank yeah, you. It's a good you. time. Uh, we, a great job too. 
we we missed uh we missed out on Gordon's hard, hardcore energy. Hope he's better. And yeah, I man, we I I wish Gordon was there. It it, it could have been fun uh to have him there. I I definitely was like, "Oh man, Gordon would have would have had fun there." And <laughs> unfortunately, he couldn't. Um but uh the question is with with how jam-packed your interview schedule was, did you have an opportunity to enjoy LTX outside of the cool people you interviewed? Uh first off, I'll say, yeah, like man, I I was just I'm still floored. I got a chance to interview all those all those awesome people when we were setting up the schedule ahead of time and you know kind of figuring out topics and all that stuff. Uh, man, it, it was just like it was just awesome. We had a lot of good talks. Uh, if if you haven't had a chance to watch the interviews on on YouTube, there's a, a playlist with with all the interviews in there. It was a it was a damn good time. Um, and I love the topics. I love the guests. Like I'm still catching up on them all, but. It's good stuff, man. The, the guests, the lineups, they're great. It was awesome, yeah. And 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 props to to Willis, uh, the the one man show, controlling <laughs> the verticals and horizontals on the back end. We had never done anything like this. I, I've I've talked that I would love to do something like this for a while, and it was funny because we've always done full nerd episodes live from trade show. Oh, I, I shouldn't say always. Uh, we've only done like what three now so far, but we, I, I like doing those those live full nerd episodes from a trade show. And after the one we did at Computex, uh, I was chatting. I was actually on a a flight with some ASUS people uh, on the way back, and and we were chatting about it and stuff. And and I was like, man, I would love to just do like a huge like stream, like just interview people and stuff like that at at a trade show. And they're like, well, funny enough, we have a spot open at LTX. Do you do you guys want to come do it? And I was like, oh, okay, let's 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 do it. So uh, thanks again to to ASUS for for sponsoring that and giving us space in their booth uh, to be able to do it. Cause we definitely took up, you know, a, a good portion of their booth <laughs> <laughs> just to, uh, just to be able to do this. Uh, but it's a nice looking booth. Yeah, yeah. no, it was, it, it was a good time. Um, but yeah, we did get to enjoy some, some outside time other than the trade show. So we got there on Wilson. I got there on a Friday, Friday, which we pretty much took the whole day to set up um, that Friday and then when it opened on Saturday, it was pretty much back to back the whole day. So it was I th- a long day. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a long day, but a lot of cool people. And then Sunday, we obviously had the interviews, but then we had to tear down. Uh, Willis uh, went back Monday, but I stayed till Wednesday. So we got some some outside time. I hung out a lot with Ian. Hung out a lot with Braythorn. Uh, props to Braythorn for for putting up with me. We hung out a lot. Uh, <laughs> got got some breakfast with. Um, with uh, Carrie, the Fox, uh, Braythorn, a couple of his yeah. buddies, uh, we, we actually ran into Wendell uh, at that breakfast too, and awesome, well, yeah. yeah, got to see everyone. Super cool, uh, and I, I got to say a special thanks to uh, Jeff from Craft Computing. He gave me a, he gave me a beer glass and a flask. Uh, it's super cool. I don't know if he sells these flasks. That's cool. But yeah, I was just like, <laughs> I, I washed it out. I haven't put anything in it, but I was just like, you know. Dang! Now, I, now I feel fancy. I got a flask. Should have put your coffee in it. I know. I should have put my <laughs> coffee in there. I don't know. Maybe it'll taste start tasting like metal. <laughs> uh, and then uh, thanks to Pedro, who was uh, who was out there, and uh, he he gave us uh, he gave us PCMR shirts. So uh, th- this I got this extra one for Gordon, uh, and I got a, I got a couple other goodies for Gordon when uh, when he gets back. And yeah, everybody who was stopping by the booth was like, "Hey, where's Gordon? Where's Gordon?" Uh, and I had to be the bearer of bad news that, that he wasn't there, but uh, everyone was super nice. Uh, had a really good talk with, uh, oh, I can't remember. His name's either Joe or John. I think it's Joe, but he's, he's an EMT. And like he, he ended up hanging out at the booth and just had, had a real good conversation. And 
it, it was just cool to to be able to meet people who were listening and watching the show for for years on end and oh, that's <laughs> so every everyone was super nice who, who had came up and we, we i was able to give out some free shirts too so hopefully uh hopefully those shirts work out because <laughs> I, I didn't have many sizes so <laughs> <laughs> how are the vibes at uh ltx i always kind of seems like the original pax kind of vibes but for computer hardware to me you know it's, i've never had a chance to go in there yet I, I feel like i got a lot of different opinions because for me it was the first one of of ltx specifically i've been to to many paxes and e3s and comic cons and trade shows of course is definitely not a trade show kind of vibe even though there was more vendor booths than i expected like i actually did run into a, like a lot of vendor contacts uh that i never <laughs> talked to got got to meet the, the the guy from signal rgb uh who hopefully oh, we cool. can we can have a chat with sometime um fractal was there msi intel uh nzxt uh uh, oh, uh, Tony from Silverstone. That's why he he came on the show a couple weeks ago. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, uh, uh, Nvidia was there. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of cool, a lot of cool people, a lot of cool booths. I we got a little bit of time to walk around and do some stuff, but like Saturday was like jam packed, mm-hmm. and it was just like wall to wall like of, of people. Sunday I felt like it was a little thinner, uh, but yeah, I mean the, there was just like experiences everywhere. Like a, a, across from us at the ASUS booth, there was a, uh, it was like a a, a either like a troubleshooting or like a, a building kind of thing. And a lot of the LTT people were like helping people work on PCs there. Uh, That's on, cool. Yeah. On the other side. Um, yeah. On the other side of us. Oh God, I can't remember who the, the booth was, um, but they were doing like a blindfolded uh, uh, build or cabling challenge so that you'd put a blindfold on and then you try to like <laughs> cable everything up. <laughs> like the fastest you could. Yeah. I, I unfortunately I didn't get to see any of that stuff. I briefly but... saw it. It was it was intense. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you remember who the vendor was? I I'm, I'm totally totally spacing on that. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, like and, and a lot of maker stuff too. I was surprised. Like there was a lot of like 3D printing and and so I mean framework was there. Uh, but yeah, a lot of maker stuff, which I'm not really steeped in that that culture that much. But there's there's a lot of uh, fun stuff. That sounds there. rad. I might have to check that out one of these years. Yeah, and then uh-huh. I remember I had a so I had a break. Oh, it was our Saturday break. We we had a little break to get some lunch, and I walked over because I was like, "Oh, I want to buy an LTT screwdriver," because I it's I'm I'm here, might as well. And then I I asked somebody, I was like, "Oh, where, where's the the merch?" And they were like, "Oh, it's in that back corner." And I get over there, and I'm like, "Well, I see a huge line and crowd of people. I don't see any merch." And then I kind of like walked around the edge of the line. And I was like, "Oh my god, the merch <laughs> line! The merch line was like." Not so. So yeah. <laughs> so luckily, I was able to talk to one of the LTT people and was like, "Hey, I'm like, I'm, I'm here working. I can't wait in line." And they were like, "Oh, hey, come back after hours." So luckily, I was able yeah. to get a LTT screwdriver. Uh, but then, um, uh, right next to it, you could actually you could actually pay to build your own. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but they, I, I saw some tweets about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it, it, you, funny enough, you actually pay more uh, to to build your own. But it, they had just like like parts. They had just big bin of parts, and it had the the end part was a separate color. The handle part was a separate color. This little extra ring in the middle was a separate color, and then the 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 shaft part with this plastic part was a separate color. So like, you had an option of four parts that you could mix and match color wise um that's fun yeah yeah so i actually ended up making uh 
I made one for the set because the, the, the one that we've used here is Gordon's personal one. So he always takes it <laughs> home and I'm like, oh, crap, well, we need one for the set. So I'm, I'm, I made a PC World Red one. Uh, I think this this one turned out pretty good. Uh, Willis, you made one. Yeah, I got a uh, pretty colorful one right here. Um, I made a mistake, actually. I didn't know because I wasn't... I wasn't I didn't know what I was doing and so I chose the wrong ring color so it actually just matched the handle so it's just all purple right here. Oh, that's fine. Let's, I think it's still that knurling. Oh yeah, that. Oh no, no the, the knurling is this part yeah, right yeah, here, yeah, the, yeah. the feel of it. Yeah, uh, yeah Gordon it's, Gordon's uh, favorite part of the LTT screwdriver is that <laughs> knurling. Uh, it just feels so good. It's got a grip to it. Anyway, yeah, so I I, I uh, we were able to to make a couple and so they you, you pick the parts and then you go from machine to machine and they they had people there like guiding you through how to like put it together, which essentially you're just kind of like putting each piece together and then really pushing it in there so that it stays. <laughs> uh and yeah, no, it was it was it was a good experience. It was a uh, it was fun. It, part of me wishes I could be there to just experience it and have fun but also like you know uh, what i was doing with the interview stuff was just like awesome uh that's part of the reason why i have pax east up here and i haven't been five or six years because i'm like man i feel like if i go i should be working in some way so it's kind of weird <laughs> i know right yeah it, it just it, yeah somebody was like oh man you, you know you must be so tired doing all these back-to-back -back interviews and it was definitely tiring and and grueling and like uh, production stuff on the top of mind and the very last interview i i choked on some water and which is like oh man <laughs> the yeah e eber and, and jared were super nice about it but they're like you okay and i'm like oh, yeah i'm okay so uh, we'll talk about laptops uh <laughs> so but it was fun but then also i was like at the same time this was nothing like a normal trade show i wasn't carrying around 50 pounds worth of gear from appointment to appointment uh you know and just like yeah. like physically it was night and day i was like oh this is great my back doesn't hurt at the end of the day uh, so it was it was much better that way uh so yeah it, it was a fun time i would love to love to have uh, both of you there i think you would both like have an awesome time that sounds red. That yeah. sounds super red to me. My 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 goal is to maybe one day have our own PC World booth, and and we get everybody out and we do these interviews and like have our own uh, challenges and and things going on. That that would be like, oh my god, that would be so. We fun. should all do that blindfold uh, cable management. <laughs> uh, you know, all all, all of us <laughs> at the full nerd Who here. do you think on on the PC World staff would would be the best at that? Mm. A blindfold cabling challenge. Definitely not Gordon. Gordon. <laughs> no, 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 I think Gordon actually. Really? No, I think actually Gordon would. Because the thing is, is that... Um, he doesn't care about as, cabling. He's just like, yeah, as He doesn't, but just because you don't care about doing it doesn't mean you're not good at it. True. And he has so many years of experience oh. with building PCs that I think he probably could pull that off without like even batting an eyelash. I could see it. I could see it. Um, but... Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say me, but she makes some valid <laughs> points. <laughs> dang, dang. <laughs> we'll just have the two co-hosts go head to head. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, anyway, it was a good time. Th thanks for everybody who stopped by. Thanks for, you know, uh, just making a memorable show. It was, it was super cool. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely pumped for next year. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, we will definitely be going back next year. I, I think it's, it awesome. should be part of our rotation. And it's not that far. Uh, honestly, like seeing Tony do that drive from, I mean, he came all the way from LA area, uh, and going <laughs> up, I was like, man, it would be cool to do like a road trip. Uh, all the local people here, uh, just, you know, oh, yeah. rent, rent a car. And I, I think it's maybe eight to 10 hour drive, something like that. So totally doable. From, 
Wait, from where to from, where? From here to Vancouver? No. No? <laughs> from here to Seattle is like a 12-hour drive. Is it? Oh, jeez. Yeah, uh, and then you have to deal with border crossing and all of that to get to Vancouver. Well, speaking So that's of... why I think that's why I think Tony did it in several like that's why he made stops, right? He so made that a way lot he could like stop. Yeah, you could stop off, like take a break from the drive. But then on the way back, he uh he he did it in one go. Uh or, or maybe he like broke it up or something like that, but I was he's just like I just want to get home. And I'm like, man, you got a you got a long ride. Uh like my dad, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was just like dang dude. Uh anyway, anyway, we're not just here to talk about Brad. Jeez, Brad's hogging the news or LTX, you know, us. Yeah, us he's always talking about himself. Jeez Christ. Um but uh, we do have some news that, that we haven't covered in the past couple of weeks just because of LTX and all that stuff. Um, the the first one I want to talk about is uh, AM5 platform going to 8,000. Not quite 9,000, but it's going all the way up to, to 8,000. A lot closer than it was. Yeah, 9, a lot closer than it was. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the news here uh, is that there, there's an AGISA update. AGISA? AGISA? How do you say it? I feel, I feel sure. like I've heard people say it either way. Uh, a GISA update uh, that's adding support for up to DDR5 8,000 mega transfers per second. Um, not only that, uh, I also read that the uh, the new sweet spot for memory tuning is going to be 6,400, uh, which is which is higher than than the old sweet spot too. So it's it's uh it's it's going to be contained in a GISA update uh, 1.0.0.7b. So look, look, keep a lookout for that one. Uh, the the only one that I've seen around is is um, who is it? It's Asrock boards, I think. There's an Asrock engineer uh, on Reddit that I was think like a couple of high end ones, uh, like MSI and Gigabyte. I think might already have it too since this came out. So it's starting to trickle out. It sounds like the first high end ones first. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I I, I wish Gordon were here to talk about it more because uh, I think he's more steeped in, in this stuff, but. The first question I have, like, this seems kind of like a big, big deal. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, I, I, at least in my time, in my lim- limited time uh, covering PCs, like, uh, m- adding this kind of memory support, I don't remember ever this happening to such a wild yeah, degree. Platform. Yeah, it is especially noteworthy because whatever one of the last episodes I was on, we had a when you guys asked a question, we were actually talking about which platform would you go to for memory overclocking? And at the time, we're like, you definitely want to go Intel. Like, Intel is hitting up to 7,000 speeds, you know, sometimes higher. But AMD's AM5 is having some issues. And then they turn around and drop this. And from the things I was seeing on Twitter slash X and uh, Reddit, like, it's actually doable, too. It's not just pie in the sky. Like, you can actually hit those 8,000 speeds if you know what you're doing and are fine with tinkering. Uh, it's just like that's one heck of an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly like what the, how they got here, uh, but at least uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I linked to an article uh, from who is it? Uh, Aaron Klotz at Tom's Hardware who, who talked about it. It's it, the link is in the description. Uh, but I guess the Azrock engineer on Reddit was talking about uh. There's a new setting called DDR5 Nitro Mode that alters some of the timing parameters inside the memory controller for Ryzen 7000 CPUs to enable higher frequencies. So it sounds like uh, like this is something that, that AMD's been able to be like, hey, you know what, we're, we're able to, to, to push it higher, 
we get, we get more more comfortable sweet spots but then also if you want to go to up to 8000 and and obviously there's a silicon lottery between the the CPU the motherboard yep. and the RAM to get the highest speeds but uh, at least it seems more doable than it was in the past so yeah no that's great that's the kind of thing you usually expect to see with the new generation it's right very noteworthy that they're just able to put out push out an agisa update a firmware update to make this happen yeah, yeah. It's, Good point. I, I didn't think about that. Like they could have, they could have had this be in right whatever Ryzen eight thousand is or whatever yeah. the replacement is. But they they were like, oh, you know what? Actually, we're comfortable doing it with what Ryzen seven thousand has. Uh, so yeah, yeah. It, it, it's 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 funny. I mean, the the memory stuff. Like me personally, on my my work rig, like I definitely prioritize stability. So I'm not a memory overclocker. I'm like, okay, you know what? What's what's the safest. <laughs> comfort zone that i can get for stable work environment i had i got burned real bad on 12th gen intel uh with that stuff so uh elena are are you are you anyone that likes to overclock ram or are you just like eh, you know what let's xmp or expo and 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 done you know what xmp expo all of that it's very easy i don't have to worry too much these days because i have so many systems at my house i don't really have the energy to be messing around so much with them yeah it, it it's funny it's one of those things where i feel like i'm i'm more in the camp of of undervolting rather than overclocking but i don't think there's such a thing as undervolting ram but who knows uh, mm. <laughs> so I, I don't really get into that but brad especially for your testing rig uh r.i.p yep. Uh, we'll get you a new one for your testing rig. How, how do you usually come to the, the appropriate Ram speed for, for your GPU testing? I usually stick with stock XMP speeds for the testing too, because I'm trying to, uh, not make it so wildly out of touch with what a normal person would have. Like I'm not striving to get that last 2% of this GPU in the right circumstance, might be 2% faster if I do this. If I was testing APUs or something like that, you know, that's when RAM speed matters more. Uh, but for me, I'm also these days an XMP and forget it guy, which is a huge difference from back in the day when it was like trying to get your memory and going as fast as possible so you can run some badass RAM disks and whatnot. <laughs> now it just kind of works. <laughs> yeah, you, you make a good point. The, the place that I see it the most is... Um... Excuse me, in like the, the handheld scene, because a lot of those are APUs or laptop-based chips. Uh, so uh, shout out to Kerry the Fox, uh, who was an awesome interview. Awesome dude. Got to hang out with him some. Uh, super cool. But yeah, he, he was definitely getting into like, oh man, the, the the faster speeds on these handheld gaming devices definitely makes a difference because of yep. that that shared memory pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel, like, I feel like there is probably the place where I would personally care about it the most. But yeah, so yeah, that that'd be a fun road to go down, actually. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. If if you're into following the adventures of the blazing edge of uh, eight thousand speeds on AM five, uh, I highly recommend if you're not already following him on Twitter, if you're still on Twitter or whatever they want to call it these days, uh, mm-hmm. Buildzoid. Uh, you might know him from Gamers Nexus different videos back in the day. He's an extreme overclocker who is extremely knowledgeable, and he's been spending a lot of time playing around with these new speeds and posting results, and he's working on a video now. So go follow Buildzoid on Twitter. Uh, Buildzoid1, it might actually be, or actually hardcore overclocking here on YouTube. Yeah, and no, I'd, I'd be interested 
like it, it's something I want to talk to Gordon about of like, hey, you know, what how 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 much practically because I, f- I feel like when Gordon reviews CPUs, like, uh, you know, he, he has a, a specific way that he tests it. And he usually tests with whatever platform sweet spot that is. So uh, I, if I believe, if I remember correctly, he, he tested it at 6,000, Ryzen 7,000 at 6,000 uh, when he tested those. But I, it, I, I would be curious to go back and re- revisit some of those practical benchmarks to be like, okay, well, sure, we know the benefit for gaming, but other things like content creation or web browsing, like uh, would you actually feel a benefit? You know, I'd, I'd, I have That'd no be fun. Idea. So anyway, uh, cool stuff, you know, just, just something to kind of uh, watch out for. I, I, yeah, once again, I don't think it's rolling out to everybody, but uh, check your, your motherboard manufacturer's website and see if you got a BIOS update. It actually, I, just looking in chat real quick, it looks like somebody said that they don't have a high-end board, mm-hmm. but they actually already got the Ajisa update for their board, so... I guess, yeah. yeah, like you were saying, for your board specifically, just go ahead and go ahead and check it because it may not be limited only to the high-end boards after all. Yeah, the one Buildzoid was uh, showing off this morning, I think it was, maybe last night. Uh, it was a $300 ASRock board. So that's definitely not low-end, but it's definitely not high-end either. So definitely go check it out. You might have it available. Yeah, interesting. Uh, also, uh, Willis put in a poll of who would, who would win the blindfold cable management and a friend of the show, Kelt from Falcon Northwest, uh, has a question. How is Gordon winning this poll? Have you seen his builds? Uh, Yes, but again, like the whole point is not like somebody puts out, it's what he's capable of. Right. And he's a, like, I think it's very clear to most people who follow the show for a while or have known Gordon through other, uh, like publications that he's very competitive. He's very competitive. Oh, yeah. 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 So and, 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 I don't think you should count him out just because of what he's done in the past. And he knows his way around a PC. So if if it were a blindfold cable challenge to make it look really good, I don't know if he understands what looking good is. But like being able, <laughs> being able to actually physically manage it and like do it blindfolded, he could probably just be like, boom, 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 boom. Da, 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 it's good enough. Yeah. You know, I think he has a good feel for the feel of the connectors. Yes. So he's right, though. The first time... I went to the PC World lab after Gordon had everything set up. I had to stop and take a picture because it just looked like a mixture of a spider web and open heart surgery coming out of all those. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that I, is such a good description for it. That is good. I uh, I think the the best example, if if you want to see it and you haven't seen it, I think it was our 7800X3D review video, or maybe 7950X3D review video. One one of our latest review videos, I did some B roll of his of his his test bench, <laughs> and I was just like, oh man, the world needs to see this. Uh, <laughs> apart from the cable management, he had switched to 4090s. He got big. I can't remember. Maybe ASUS ones very large in that case and to prop it up he just put like a cardboard box in there to, to <laughs> i mean you so for the people who aren't familiar with this you know that he did a leg, he legitimately built a pc in a cardboard box i think at one point oh yeah you want to just say or was it him or was it dave murphy i forgot but it was like a build-off challenge and one of them legitimately chose the cardboard box because they were like you know what i can save that money on a case and put it towards something else 
If it wasn't Gordon, that is definitely something Gordon would do, uh, for sure. I, f I feel like er early on in in the full nerd when we we had like build challenges and stuff, he was like, "Oh yeah, what's what's the cheapest cardboard box I can just put the build in, yeah. get a better CPU?" And does it come with a power supply? <clears throat> yeah, does a cardboard box come? <laughs> hey, every power supply comes with a free cardboard box. There you go, but a small form factor, so he he wouldn't like that. Uh, no, anyway, you just put the motherboard right on top. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, speaking of small form factor. Uh, Elena, you had to to pour one out recently for Nooks. They uh they're done. Intel came out and said, "Hey, you know what? Uh, we're we're not going to produce them anymore, but they're still going to be around." How did how does that shake out? So, uh, the way it's supposed to work out is that I think ASUS has been licensed now to make mini PCs, so it's kind of carrying on the. I don't know if it's specifically carrying on the like the Nook branding but it's carrying on the spirit of it at least right so they'll be producing these mini pcs uh that you know have been really popular with businesses so like those little four by four um pcs that are essentially like laptops without displays right um what i'm curious to see is if they're going to only stay with uh producing those and like how many they'll do like if they're going to still do like an i3 i5 i7 model if they're going to be doing one with every refresh every year when the like there are new chips released, um, like how configurable it's going to be, because basically these the if you didn't already know these are basically bare bones uh, PCs, so you have everything uh, soldered in except for the RAM and the memory, or sorry, RAM and the uh, storage. So you would bring your own for that. Um, uh, some of them also have like they call them like the tall versions that have like a slot for a 2.5 inch drive. So I'd be interested to see if they're going to keep the tall versions. I actually like those because I sometimes still like sticking in a, a hard a spinning platter disc into them and seeing like if they're going to be producing like the full range of uh, core chips, I guess they're called now. Right. Um but uh, I, I'm guessing they're, I don't think, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be doing those gaming ones, right? So all the ones that were like Blank Canyon, so like Skull Canyon, Hades Canyon, all those. The, the like the, the really cool, cool weird. Yeah, like the weird, cool, RGB. like, yeah, like where they had like the the Skull like logo, the RGB, all the other stuff. I don't, I don't know if that's going to be as lucrative for Asus because I feel like Intel was doing those mostly to say like, Hey, like this is what you can do with this, but Asus is a business and you know, they probably don't have the same size coffers, uh, bank accounts as, uh, uh, Intel does just to be like, you know what? We just wanted to do it for funsies. Like, here we go. <laughs> have fun. Well, it's interesting. Cause I feel like, if you were to bring up the Nook name to most people, that's what they would associate as a Nook, right? Or do you think I'm wrong? The the, the gaming uh, focused the, ones. If you're, I I don't know. Honestly, I've been I've been following them for so long, like ten years at least at this point. That to me, I think of them as still synonymous with the four by four fact, the four inch by four inch fa form uh. factor. Because those are the ones that sell the most. Because businesses who like need, uh, I guess, just like. Uh, something for people's desks or like signage or other like digital displays, things like that. Um, that's what they're buying. And there's a lot more of those, um, like a lot more demand for that rather than somebody who's like, you know what, a five liter uh, small form factor PC where I can basically go like, 
out with the compute unit and like in with the new compute unit. Although speaking of, I feel sorry for everyone who bought into that thinking that they were going to get supported because they had promised a roadmap. Remember, like they had promised a yeah. roadmap where they're like, we're going to be supporting these for a while. But well, I guess the, the pandemic, the pandemic also happened. So that probably did throw some rocks into the uh, the path there. Well, but the, the compute unit did have a couple versions, right? The it did get refreshed. So there wasn't just one compute unit. There right? was one refresh for sure. Okay. But uh, when we originally talked to them back at CES 2020, it sounded like their roadmap was like pretty far out because in, Intel in general, I think plans out their roadmaps pretty far in advance, right? Um, but my guess is what happened is that you had the pandemic, and then now we have the whole inflation thing, and a lot of businesses are pulling back on things. And so I think my guess is that. I don't think it was necessarily on the chopping block, but because of the circumstances, a lot of companies are just looking at projects they normally would have supported for fun and being mm -hmm. like, okay, like that has to go because we need to make our numbers and we need to, you know, make our or balance sheets or whatever they're called look uh look good for our shareholders when we, you know, present at meetings that we're we're taking steps to, you know, make sure that we're being financially responsible. Yeah, so, Intel's definitely in that mode right now. They just cut out their server products and a bunch of other stuff too. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. So do you, do you think that's the end of the compute unit specifically as well? I mean, I don't know because, I mean, they, when I asked them, I think the official word was that, you know, they'll continue to support their products through the date that they gave, right? Um, but, I mean, I, I mean, it's not different... I think in spirit, it's not different than like Alienware when they produced those those uh, systems where they said, hey, you can upgrade this later. And then, you know, it didn't really come to pass because business plans changed. And so uh, Which they got sued over. They did. I, I don't know if Intel would get sued over this. Uh, it depends how litigious somebody's feeling, I guess. But um, as you said, they did get at least one upgrade out of it. Uh, my, I'm, I came off of a, a very... Um, eventful vacation weekend so my brain's a little <laughs> stuck in that mode sorry but i can't recall if there was two generations i know for sure there was the one um so practically speaking most people wouldn't have upgraded but there is that at least that one gen so technically they fulfilled that i guess interesting but interesting well i mean that i mean because small boxes like that is not just the nook name i mean obviously there's a lot of companies like uh minis forum and b-link i mean those are hot items right deck. yeah yeah i mean yeah. but that's not a that's not a nook what, what, what is it what are those like small computing devices they right. call them something like that but everyone just calls them nooks yeah. that's how synonymous oh, okay. it is with the name Interesting. <laughs> yeah it's almost like kleenex right yeah yeah so so then yeah we, we got to black if you ever use velcro if you actually say hey you just velcro these things together in an article you will 100 percent of the time get an email from their pr department saying hey you mean you know Fasteners, strips, GoPro's uh, brand name. Yeah, pl pl plastic <laughs> hook things at a microscopic yeah. level. Uh, yeah. Um, so the, the next question I had uh, is is from front of the show. I be fan eight fourteen in the chat. Didn't ASUS announce that they were taking over Nook support? So two questions there. I mean, support is one thing. I mean, they're not going to support old generations of like Skull Canyon and stuff like that, right? Well, I, I have their statement is... here if you want me to read it. Oh, please. Yeah. All right. The statement is uh, under the proposed agreement, ASUS will receive a non-exclusive license to Intel's NUC systems product line designs. 
enabling it to manufacture and sell 10th to 13th gen NUC systems products and develop future designs. This will enable ASUS to provide product and support continuity for Intel NUC systems customers, and ASUS will establish a new business unit called ASUS NUC BU. Yeah, it's pretty open-ended, but when I read that statement, I interpreted it as more of support in the sense of like, hey, something's wrong with my board, and they have to issue like an RMA, so that there's a product that they can potentially issue for that or help you with but support in the sense of like continuing development on like very niche products like the skull canyon Hades canyon etc cetera, etc cetera, type products i don't know if it extends to like that especially because it's not exclusive yeah that too so we could also that's another thing too i forgot to mention right where it's like it's not exclusive so we could see other people come in like as you were saying, like Minis Forum, like maybe they decide they want to pay for the license and become like an official uh, uh, part of the whole like NUC branding as opposed to uh, producing their own similar product, but, you know, not part of that umbrella. Hmm. So, I mean, and I feel like with, obviously we don't know the exact details of, of Meteor Lake, but obviously one of the, the big talking points is like, hey, they're the... The fact that it's it's kind of moving to a hybrid architecture and and probably like really pumping up their 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 graphics abilities on the package, I feel like that's going to breathe even new more life into those kind of small small boxes where AMD has definitely been kind of the the big driver there. Uh, like then Intel is is hopefully going to going to push in there. Or are you excited for for what's going to come in that space with hopefully I mean, I Meteor always Lake? Am, I've always so I've always been looking forward to the idea of a mini PC that um, could be powerful enough to like really fill that kind of gap between um, somebody who needs like a, I think I'm understanding your question correctly, uh, somebody who needs like a full gaming PC and somebody who doesn't need any gaming at all, right? Mm -hmm. So like in that APU space. So I actually, Brad's like, where's the article, Elena? I've been uh, <laughs> gathering data uh, on like energy consumption uh, on a bunch of different PCs, like different ranges of gaming PCs with, uh, you know, low end graphics, lower end graphics cards, you know, and my 1080 Ti, uh, and then an APU and things like that. So uh, having something that would be like, I would love to have something to fill that slot where it's like, it's not quite the 5600G APU, uh, because that's uh, what I call uh, in my head, I think of as a full fat processor, right? It's like a full socketed processor. To me, it'd be really interesting to see something like the NUC where it's running more of a laptop processor, but paired with more more of like an APU style set of graphics. Like I would love to see that because there was that version, that NUC, I think it was, was that Hades Canyon? The one that had the KB Lake G part in it? Like that one was super interesting. Like I was yeah. able to play... Or, I was able to, I think it was Hades Canyon. Okay. Uh, I think it was, um, I was able to, if I remember right, I was able to play like PUBG at 30 frames per second. I think maybe at 720p or something on it. Like that was pretty neat. Like, yeah. So, uh, and like the form factor is, you know, like video, I'm going to date myself here, but video cassette tape, uh, VHS <laughs> tape uh, sized. And so if you could get that even smaller into like a four by four, with better energy consumption and better just general, you know, computing power than what, five years ago, that's 2018. I think that's pretty cool. 
But again, it's yeah. a very small, like many PCs in general are a very small portion of the market. So this is very much a, for me, an enthusiast type, you know, that's neat kind of geeking out sort of thing. And I get why most, most of the mini PCs and like the NUX are very geared towards just basic, almost like laptop style applications, right? You're just, you're just getting a, a 15 watt processor with, you know, enough graphics to push to like maybe two 4k displays at most. And that's yeah. about it. A company buys hundred of them and sends them to the cubicles. <laughs> or yeah. uh, skillet pan in the chat says uh, I was going to get a nook, uh, or if I was going to get a nook, I'd want it as like a TV box. So. That's what I originally used uh, mine for when I was playing around with one, you know, what, 10 years ago at this point, I think it was like a Broadwell one. Like I still have it. <laughs> nice. so, I, still, I mean, it's still more powerful in my opinion than like a Roku stick. So it works really <laughs> great. Yeah. I, I actually have to get going, guys. Yeah, yeah. I was, so, uh, yeah. was going to say nice talking with y'all. Uh, glad you're back, Brad. Uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. Thanks for right. yeah. Thanks for I'll be here. here. Thanks, Brad. Cool. Thank you. Uh, Elena, the the Ooh. next question I have is um, the oh so one of the sticking points, especially for recent Nooks, was the price, right, and the fact that you kind of had to a lot of times bring your own parts to it and that kind of turned a lot of people off being like oh well at that point either i'd get a laptop or you know buy some other solution or or build a small form factor box or something like that if somebody were to look at this and be like oh man wow they're gonna start selling these at fire sale maybe what what how much off do you think it'd be good to be like oh you know what hmm, it's it's half off you know what i i should i should try to mess around with that it's funny you mentioned that because oh. uh, like right when this news broke, there was an 11th gen uh, model. I think the uh, i7 uh, version uh -huh. that went on sale for pretty much half off at B&H. And I legitimately had that tab open for like a solid week <laughs> debating whether or not I wanted to pick one up to replace my 8th gen uh -huh. model. Uh, especially because this was the tall version. And again, like I mentioned, I like having a slot for a hard disk drive in there. Mm. And I was like, oh, but it's like, I, I'm i doing okay with the eighth gen one. I don't have the, I didn't budget for this, but like, it's such a great price for like 350 bucks for this box. And then, you know, Ram's like, what, another 50 to 70 bucks. I'm lucky enough that I have spare storage, you know, lying around. So the outlay would have been at most like four to five hundred dollars. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty good upgrade. Like there is some significant uh compute power differences between eighth and eleventh gen. So and then I sat on it too long and it went up by another fifty bucks. And I'm like, nope, it's over. Oh, my sorry. my deal hunting blood is cooled now. <laughs> oh, you're like, no, you know what? Yeah, not not worth it anymore. But yeah, I would say in that three to four hundred dollar range is if I, especially for um uh, a newer model. So like, I wouldn't go older than eleventh gen. And honestly, part of me is like, I want to wait for twelfth or thirteenth gen, <laughs> you know. Uh, but in that in that um age range mm. it's getting something to the three to even 450 range i think uh is quite good for a a nuck in my opinion huh. All right. and yeah. i i saw in the chat i think it was ruru 2 from the show ruru 2 had said like i don't they were saying that they didn't see really a um 
a use case for consumers that it was more business. And I think that's true. Like predominantly these are designed for businesses, but I actually have two at my desk. And the reason I have two at my desk, I mean, partially because I get, re- I, I mean, no. I'm weird. That's true. Number one, <laughs> top of the list, I'm weird. But also number two, uh, these, these can't be understated. One, I'm weird. And two, I mean, I'm fortunate enough to be able to get review units that I can, you know, play with and test. And I don't know if I would necessarily, if I had maybe more money, I would still do this on my own dime. Uh, Like I said, I was thinking of upgrading on my own, (laughs) but number three, number three, the number third, sorry, number three, I had a really long weekend. Sorry. (laughs) Sounds like you had fun. (laughs) The third reason is that it takes so little space on my desktop, right? Like I have, I'm pointing at them. You obviously can't see this. I have two whole Wait, let's, this is a PG-13 stream. I have two whole PCs on my desk under my monitor. And if I wanted to, I probably could just mount them to the back of my monitor and get reclaim even more desk space. And if I wanted to have five PCs for like random, and I, I get it, I'm weird, okay? Like I, you you all are not having to test different things in Windows 10 and Windows uh, 11, and then also having like a clean install versus one that has other junk on it because you're trying to figure out like there's gonna be software conflicts. I get that. But for me, as somebody who needs about three PCs at minimum, for everything that I'm doing, you know, for the website, in addition to, you know, my own stuff. It just saves me so much desk space, like so much. <laughs> I literally have five PCs at my desk right now, and my desk does not feel cramped. It's actually quite minimalist and spacious right now, and it's great. And they're probably so. not dumping a ton of hot hot air into your room either. That too. Yeah, that too. That can help. Yeah, I uh, unfortunately live in a... I mean, I guess it's also a blessing, but I live in a very well insulated <laughs> like room, so it holds heat pretty well. <laughs> Which can be good or bad, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Uh well, um yeah, Nook. I I mean I guess we'll see. Asus hasn't really announced any new products or anything like that, so we're kind of wait in a yeah no i think we're very early very early because especially with a handoff like this it's going to take time to get things spun up i'm hoping to hear more news about it towards the end of the year or at least later this year but we'll see how it goes okay nice uh well yeah that's that's the major topics i I think we should move over to q a uh but i do have uh, a question that just came in hot off the presses in discord uh that is news related a friend of the show dark helmet says is robert halleck a traitor for leaving AMD to join Intel. He says it's a not a serious question, but I was like, wait, <laughs> Robert Halleck went to Intel? And now I'm looking on, on Tom's hardware. 13 hours ago, uh, there was an article posted, oh. XAMD or Robert Halleck joins Intel as Senior Director of Technical Marketing. This is, this wow. is breaking news to that me. Mean, that says a lot that like, he got his own news story about his move that's I mean, cool that that is a big deal i mean uh it is yeah i the i mean let me read the the article real quick uh they say he's going to be the, the new the new senior director of technical marketing i'm not quite sure if he's replacing somebody or if that's a um new new position but it says uh, halleck will focus on ai and consumer processors as part of his new position so if you didn't know uh, we've actually had robert halleck on the the show before when he was at Intel, uh, speaking about processors, and it was always great to have him on. Uh, he actually did Wait, some when he was when he was at Nvidia or I'm Intel. Sorry, or... I'm sorry, Wait. at AMD. Oh, too many companies. Yeah, sorry, in my head. AMD. Yes. 
In I also apparently yeah. <laughs> can't his, get it right. His previous role at AMD, he has been on this podcast called The Full Nerd uh, uh, several times to talk about uh, CPU-related topics. Um, so, yeah, he, he had left. Uh, a, oh, where, where, I don't remember the exact timing, but I believe it was right after the Ryzen 7000 launch. Uh, so I, I think he he helped kind of usher that out the door. I actually don't believe we interviewed him for the Ryzen 7000 launch, now that I think about it. Um, so I can't remember the last time we had him on the show, but it was always good to talk to him. Uh, he he is a, a watch guy. I remember that uh, about him. So. And socks. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, I remember that. So He was in our Discord for a bit talking about socks. He, he was. He was. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, he 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 was kind of the the forward one of the forward facing people for the 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 Ryzen CPUs. So that, I mean, when he left, I think a lot of people were like, okay, well, where is he going to go? I I I don't think on my bingo card I would have picked Intel, especially lately. The, it seems like there's been more. Uh, they they've been kind of slimming down and 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 kind of gathering the wagons uh, because of ec- economic stuff. But I mean, that's that's a pretty big get. In my mind, I yeah, I wonder what Gordon would think, but that that feels like wow, that's a that's a pretty big get for Intel. Uh, but I mean, uh, this article is littered with the 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 letters AI, so I think that's probably pretty indicative of of where the the new interest is. So it's everywhere. It's I was everywhere. driving home yesterday, and there's just. There were so many billboards. I mean, I obviously I live in the San Francisco Bay Area, but there were so many billboards with AI mentioned in them. And I was like, who are you marketing to? Like, are you trying to capture more employees? Are you I I was just like, who who is this billboard for? Why are you spending so much money on a billboard for this? And there were so many of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh somebody in the chat says, um, uh, Rurutu, friend of the show, Rurutu says, uh, technical marketing doesn't add much to product design, but hopefully he will stop Intel over-promising and under-delivering. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, I'm not quite sure exactly what his role is, but yeah, I mean, he was definitely more, it seemed like at AMD, he was, he was more involved in the actual architecture and he definitely was somebody who was really hyping up the, the AM4 platform and the longevity that that brought. I mean, can we we've talked about this before but can we imagine a future where intel does the same kind of things like hey you know what we're we're actually going to switch to to supporting a, a, a single socket for at least more than two generations uh i mean maybe he's he's going to be able to help be instrumental in that but also who, who knows i guess we'll, you know intel intel's pretty big and again i think they set their their roadmaps pretty far in advance so it'd be interesting to see if one person can really upend that or not yeah, or or if maybe he saw what Intel has coming and and he's like, you know what, this I I like what I see and I I want to be in on it. I, uh, yeah, at the end of the article, uh, they they point out um, Intel's holding the annual Intel Innovation Event from September nineteenth through twentieth. Uh, it actually happens here in the Bay Area in San Jose, so so we will be there. Uh, and mm. I mean, I who knows? I mean, he he. It sounds like it just barely got announced, uh, but. I, I don't think it would be out of the realm of possibility that maybe he's there as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, AI is obviously going to be a big push. So, you know, who knows? Maybe he goes yeah. on stage with Pat and he's like, AI, AI, AI. I'm I'm here to talk about AI. 
So uh, for a second, I thought you were doing the old McDonald EIO. EIO with a with an accelerated processor here, an accelerated processor there. <laughs> It's the new nursery rhyme or whatever it is that you teach your kids in the modern era. Like Adam sings it to his cat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lindsay's a preschool teacher. I'm going to have to tell her to get the kids in early on AI. Um, so. Yeah, the, and I just double checked the last time um, you know he was on the show was uh, a year ago back in uh, May, last year of May, uh, talking oh, wow. about Ryzen 7000. Oh, so but before the launch. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. But it was just remote, right? Yeah, remote. Yeah, it was remote. remote. Okay. Yeah, interesting, huh? I mean, yeah. Hopefully, we get a chance to to have him on the show, uh, Robert. If if you're, I'm sure you're watching. I mean, what what else are you doing <laughs> rather than watching the full nerd? Uh, love to have you on. Love to have you uh, kind of talk about your new role in AI. I mean, it's something that Gordon and I. I mean, we've all been talking about AI, but especially with Gordon and CPU reviews, AI is such a hot topic that. It, it's something that, that Gordon very much wants to figure out how to test against because it doesn't necessarily mm. lend itself to just repeatable yeah. benchmarks <laughs> yeah. for a lot of reasons. So like, it, but it is one of those things where it's like everybody's talking about it. It obviously is going to be a part of, of CPUs going forward. Um, so yeah, it, it, it'd be interesting. <laughs> so i yeah breaking news uh thank you who is at uh dark helmet for for breaking that news uh and giving us our first question um oh you know what i didn't mark this one as there's a... do you have one lined up because i did see one related please. to the next that i was going to cover oh please please um so oh i just got past it <laughs> sorry one second so ivan uh ramazanov uh, asked, uh, can a phone beat a NUC? If you need just PC experience with docs, there is phone to monitor mode with like DeX and like Windows Windows phones. Um, I thought those were dead. Windows phones were dead. But um, I mean, yeah, I mean, in that case, if you're really only doing like document stuff, you would probably be using pretty much like a Chromebook, right? So yeah, something like a, a smartphone in like a docked mode would you know achieve that similar function just fine but for me like a NUC is actually it's still a pc right it's like it's basically a laptop just in a brick form so I, i'm doing stuff like making edits with photoshop some light video edits sometimes for like making clips things like that uh have a bunch of stuff open all at once and uh, different programs and then obviously because it's windows i can be running windows-based programs that don't have the equivalent in like say um mobile operating system or on like Chromebook obviously is pretty limited to um if it doesn't I guess they all officially now have uh Google Play support but back in the day like some of the older ones did not have access to uh Android apps and even then the interface isn't super great so I mean Anuk is still a PC so if you need like a, the full range of like a Windows PC then you have it and obviously for all the people who are Linux fans you can install Linux on it as well uh, you said the magic word. Yay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wendell's going to pop out of the, the window somewhere. <laughs> um, the uh, Your face was like, you said the word. Yeah, huh, no, you, you said, said the, the summoning yeah. word. Don't, don't say the word. Don't say it three times into a mirror. Uh, actually, no, do it. Wendell will show up. And he's like, hey, guys. Um, anyway, is a handheld gaming device? Is that a nook? Alina? No, it has a screen. 
I would say it's like more like a the love child of a laptop and a Nook. Oh, so so by your definition, a Nook doesn't have a screen built in. It's just the the actual device itself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, by your definition, does a Nook need to be Intel based? Yes, because I think I actually think the next unit of computing is a trademark term. <laughs> yeah. Is my guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, all right. So, well, first off, I have to apologize because now that I'm looking at the the questions segments uh, or over on Discord, if you got your own question, please put them in the YouTube chat right now. If you're watching live, if you're listening to this later, uh, there's a link to our, our fine Discord. Uh, that you go over there and we have a, a full nerd question section that you can put your questions in and hopefully we get to them on the show. Uh, but I, as I'm looking through it, I'm realizing there's a lot of questions in here that were meant for the streams at LTX. So I'm sorry uh, that I did not ask um, about about keyboards for Hippiotech. I had no idea Hippiotech had such a huge following. Cool, cool dude. I, I learned a lot about mechanical keyboards. Um, he had a keyboard that is... What do, you, what do you call it? The 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 most the hardest keyboard ever to type on or something like that. I, I can't remember, but like the the force he had, it was like a, a keyboard that he built, and the the pressure it it you needed to exert to to do a key press was like like manual typewriter. No, 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 no. even no, 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 no. like like that. ten times that. It was like he's like try well, try to you... type on this, and no, it, but it's a joke. He built it just to to do it <laughs> but yeah oh. like he had me try i can't remember he said the exact amount of like pressure they need to he's like well you know a, nor a normal keystroke or a, you know your cherries are like this amount of pressure but this one has like this amount of pressure <laughs> just as a joke it's like he called it the world's most like untypable unti I yeah i, I, I can't like remember it was it was pretty funny uh but no it was it was good chatting with him um all right the, the chat's gonna to fill me in on the <laughs> what it is um yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, oh yeah, the, there was a question for Jeff. I'm sorry. Question for Alex. I didn't even mean that. Oh, qu question for Wendell. Jesus. Um. <laughs> all right. So okay, here's the first one. Here, here we go. This is a good one for Elena. A uh, friend of the show, Star oh. Screamus, uh, asks, uh, "Where are the Ryzen 7000 APUs?" I don't know. I have the same question. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, hopefully I am not I am not privileged to insider information and if I were I'd be under such strict NDA I couldn't tell you anyway <laughs> just nobody's watching just, just tell me. but no I I definitely especially because so like I said I've been I've been working on on in the background on this article to track my energy usage when gaming on different PCs right and so right now my current favorite for energy savings uh has been the 5600g but I desperately want better graphics because that's RDNA like, two. The power right? consumption, mm -hmm. huh? That was RDNA two based, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, RDNA two. Wait, no, is that RDNA two? I think that one might have been still Vega. I don't remember anymore. I'm sorry. I've I am I am really messed up from this weekend. I was up very late for Dang. a lot of days. Um, Share the stories. But the Discord. power consumption is great. Uh, but I just would really love a little more kick, even though I'm only really playing Overwatch on it. But there's something... So everyone makes fun of console gamers, right? However, I still have standards for how my graphics look. And when it shows me like a cutscene and everyone's just kind of like a kind of pixelated, blurry mess <laughs> because it's saving on like, you know, how much, you know, is needed to create that scene, it hurts me inside, 
hurts me a lot inside. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like the energy savings, but I don't like that part. So I would prefer a an enhanced experience on that. Yeah. Well. Okay. So yeah, the chat corrects us. It is Vega. Um. So I mean that that's correct. Oh, so it was the Steam Deck. I think that had RDNA two. We've obviously moved on to RDNA three. Uh. I mean these new laptop processors. Like Ryzen seven thousand is just is is awesome. I mean, I've I've been playing still on the, the ROG Ally, and it's just like, man, if if you could get that in a in a uh, an APU, like man, yeah, yeah. right. I, I yeah, I wonder what the holdup is. Oh, you know what? I wonder if it was memory based. So I wonder if being able to unlock this high these higher memory frequencies is related to that. You know, maybe that's what they were waiting for. I I don't know. I don't honestly. My guess. Again, I'm not privy to any of this. It's just wild shot in the dark here. But my guess is that given how slow the release of their products have been in general, I'm guessing that, you know, maybe it's supply chain, maybe it's like personnel, uh, just like the resources seem a little bit more limited somewhere. So that's why everything's coming out much more slowly with uh, both their, you know, CPU and GPU lines. Right, because I think in the past we're much we're much more accustomed to seeing things launch closer to one another within the same family or the same generation, and we haven't really seen that this time around. So honestly, if I'd be surprised if I would be happy, but I would be surprised if we saw a Ryzen APU before end of year at the earliest. But maybe I'm being <sighs> pessimistic. Well, I also do wonder if the the cycle of new CPU releases has been extended because of this, and may, maybe they save an APU as like a another refresh, right? Because you had the original Ryzen seven thousand launch, then you had X three D parts. Maybe the APU is the final part of that, and it, you know they're kind of extending that life of the Ryzen seven thousand before they get to eight thousand. Possibly, and honestly. You know, because if I remember right, uh, like what the Ryzen 3000 APUs were actually older generation or older technology, right? Like branded under the 3000 series. Mm. If, if this is a, a choice we have to uh, accept where we at least are getting the contemporary architecture, 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 <laughs> um, AI, uh, but AI just AI. later on. I would much rather have a part where I'm like, yes, okay, I'm actually getting a proper technology upgrade. I just had to wait longer for that than them saying like, oh, like we basically did like a refresh on this, you know, older architecture and like released it with this. Hmm. Yeah, well, we will see. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like there hasn't been rumblings on the, I know we don't talk about too much about, uh, uh, leaks and rumors and whatnot, but I, I feel like there just hasn't been that many rumblings as of late about AMD CPU stuff. Um, all right, uh, man, a lot of I forgot there was a lot of great questions that when we had Tony on, uh, mm -hmm. it was it was good chatting with him. Um, let me go back. Oh, here we go. One from Adam Patrick Murray. I don't know who that person is, but uh, it's for Will oh. Sly. Hey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Will Sly, what's it like been using your first handheld gaming PC? Oh, well, uh, I've been only playing, I've been only playing the uh, uh, ROG Ally, uh, which which is, you know, great. Uh, the review, for, the the unit I got in for review. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, the I review let, unit. Yeah, uh, I, I like it. Um, 
I was telling Adam that um, it's because because Adam, you 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 use the the Steam Deck and uh, as well mm-hmm. as the Ally, and I was just like, oh, it's a you know case by case uh, use case scenario depending on the user, right? You have a lot of games on uh, the Steam Deck library. Mm-hmm. I have many different um, games on different launchers, uh, Epic, uh, uh, Steam. Uh, game pass. I have Game Pass as well. You play Battle.net. Battle.net. Yeah, we always play uh, Call of Duty. So having the ally was actually pretty good to just switch around between games. And um, yeah, it, it's been fun so far. Just you know, having to couch play uh, while my partner is like watching K drama, and then I'm just you know on the couch. Just uh, okay, we'll play uh, you know Call of Duty, or uh, I'll play Overwatch and some other uh, Game Pass. Oh, I was playing uh, Need for Speed uh, Unbound. That was great. <laughs> Wait, you've been playing Overwatch? I you haven't told over. me. No, oh. <laughs> we. Ha- I thought we were friends. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't did tell you, Elena. We we do need to, yeah, uh, have a a team team up one of these days. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, no, it, it was it's we'll great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I I have a couple questions. I mean, I've already asked these questions, but I'll ask them on on air. So the, the first one, I feel like I hear a lot around Windows-based handhelds is, oh my God, it sucks to use Windows on a touchscreen or on one of these handheld devices. How how has your experience been with, with Windows? I mean, obviously you've never, you haven't used a Steam Deck in comparison, but you've used like a Switch or, you know, something like that. So mm-hmm. how, how do you feel like you've been getting around with Windows? Uh, the Windows experience on the Ally uh, has, has been pretty smooth. Uh, haven't, it, it was it was a lot to set up at first, obviously. So for someone coming from like a actual handheld like console, like like uh like like the Switch, right? It's it's just uh play and go or just you know easy set up and go, plug a cartridge in, and then so with having the Ally, you do have to do a, a lot of installs, just like you would with the normal PC. You have mm-hmm. to do updates, you have to download launchers download games and whatnot so that took when when we set it up um i think and then i had to bring it back home to finish the rest of the setup it took like maybe two two and a half hours to set up all all because it's you know again a lot of the downloads all, a lot of the updates making mm-hmm. sure everything runs smooth and then um we did the benchmark and testing and then and then actually playing the game <laughs> afterwards <laughs> so yeah but uh after afterwards it it, it pays off it, and then now everything is just you know okay i get to launch this game and then just go straight into the gameplay and my my next question is is performance obviously on handheld devices there it's it's going to be weaker I, but also i feel like something like the switch you've been you've been playing a lot of the te- uh, tears, tears of the, the kingdom, kingdom right uh, and Zelda, uh, yeah. That's the first Switch game for me. Like, I feel like I'm not a performance snob, but that's the first game where I'm like, okay, wow, there's some spots in here where the performance is real bad. <laughs> like, the Switch is definitely... Oh, is it really? Yeah, like, when you when you do certain things, like, like uh, there's a, a thing called Ultra Hand where you kind of, like, move objects around, and, uh, yeah, it, like, I, in the time that I've played it, I definitely felt like, oh, man, it's, like, dropping into, like, 20 FPS range. And it's oh, just so like, it's, like, stuttering? Yeah, it's just like, yeah. oh boy, okay. Um, but I would say overall, like, I'm more accepting of performance limitations and visual downgrades compared to my full desktop experience because I'm playing it on the go, right? 
the Steam Deck has only has an 800p screen, um, but it, I mean, but it's handheld. And it's 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 great. Where do you fall with that setting stuff? How does it feel to run? What kind of settings are are you aiming for? So before coming to the PC world, I'm a <laughs> console gamer, right? <laughs> so I you know been just playing everything on the smooth you know 30 frames smooth and whatnot, smooth 30. 30 until until you know I I'm uh I say uh I'm I'm privileged to, to to you know like you know come into the PC world and have you know testing all these uh you know different PC high end you know like PCs great graphic cards and whatnot so I'm spoiled now I would say I'm spoiled <laughs> and Adam Gordon Elena you all got me like I I, I was like it's, it's a little Not hard me. to fall back <laughs> it's a little hard to fall back on on a uh, on a smooth 30 uh a bit but um yeah so having to go on the ally playing I, and mostly when I was testing I did a lot of uh tri- AAA games as well like uh uh Ghostwire Tokyo mm-hmm. uh and um you know like and then the Need for Speed Unbound and I did have to crank down a lot of the settings to somewhere between mixing medium and low qualities so just just to hit that FPS performance uh and I'm actually I'm fine with it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you 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 feel like it's it's enough of a trade off. It's yeah, definitely yeah. enough. I mean, it's still more powerful than a switch, but yes. but still, yeah. And you get to oh yeah, and uh, you know, Robert says I, I I don't know if you've tried it. I I mean, not that it's <laughs> uh, legal or anything, but uh, have you done any emulation? I have not. with your own ROMs, of course. <laughs> I, I have. Okay, not. <laughs> so I, I I feel like that's that's. And we talked. We talked about this in an interview with uh, with the Fox. Like, I feel like the the handheld gaming stuff. There's kind of the two communities. You you have the the normal PC games that, that we love and play, but then there's also the the emulation stuff. I mean, the Steam Deck is already more than powerful enough to play a lot of emulated stuff up up to and including the Switch. But the Ally, I mean, there's definitely been some really good, really good. Uh, gameplay you know shown off on on emulation stuff are are you interested in the emulation stuff at all yeah i would like to just kind of tinker around with emulations on that download your own ROMs. yeah <laughs> or, or, or down yeah make your own ROMs. Uh, uh the only thing i was worried when playing with the ally uh is uh the battery life uh only because like you know you can configure it to different um uh settings power profiles power, yeah. power profiles so because um, there was like low normal performance performance and then turbo yeah. mode and then so when when you plug into power you you can just maximize it to turbo and, and that's fine but it's like okay end of the night i just want it like you know uh to to just wind down play it on my on my bed and I will have to drop it down to like maybe performance, maybe like like low Which mode, is 15 just, watts. Just, yeah, yep. 15 watts, and yeah, just just to get more juice out of it. Otherwise, if I crank it all the way up, I probably only have less than an hour or so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, which is funny because that's actually how I use my ally on the couch, where my significant other is, is watching something on the TV, and I'm like, oh okay, I'll hang out and play a game. Uh, and for me, I'm pretty much always near an outlet. So I'm usually just jacked into the wall. So I'm like, oh yeah, go for it. I mean, unless unless it's like something that doesn't need it, I'm fine to, to drop it down, like an indie game or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, most of the time I'm I'm actually jacked into power, which is funny because when when I need to worry about power, like when on a, a plane ride, 
I, I do I do switch over to the to the Steam Deck. <laughs> uh, it the Ally has pretty much replaced my Steam Deck at home for what I do. But when I, we went to LTX, I looked at both and I was like, mm, I'm still just gonna fall back on the Steam Deck because I, <laughs> I, I I feel like I I I I know the power draw and like how how to configure the settings and get the the most performance out of it. And maybe maybe that's just me because I haven't been messing around with the ally as much off the wall. So that definitely falls on me. So I mean you can definitely there's been videos like the Fox has some great videos of finding the best uh performance ratios and and efficiency curves and stuff like that, but yeah. How how for for your experience, how easy was it to customize the Steam Deck to, you know, make it run and play a game like right away out of the box for yourself? <laughs> I mean the the greatest thing for me is that that you can you can configure not only the uh, the the wattage that it, that it can output, but you can configure more granular the 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 uh, the actual screen. Hmm. So a lot of times, like it, it has that option to to force the the refresh rate of the screen down to forty hertz, which is is a a good sweet spot, especially f- at least for me on the Steam Deck. And I feel that's one of the better places for the Steam Deck in terms of performance. Uh, efficiency and so like for the the 40 hertz mode is is awesome to get into and it's not as easily configurable on on the ally so yeah that's uh it's fun stuff fun stuff um anyway well yeah uh welcome welcome to the the world of handheld gaming devices (laughs) uh uh elena any 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 interest in in handheld I, i know Typically, no, you it's don't, really but... funny because I I definitely had a Game Boy when I was a kid. Uh, there was also a Sega Game Gear in the family, and I remember being chained to the wall playing that thing. Yeah, that thing ate batteries like. Mm. Um, but you know, since then I haven't really. I don't know. Is there something about having such a small screen? I've never really enjoyed that. I much prefer having a full tv or at least even a monitor size Mm. um for being able to see what's happening in the games so even though i like the idea of handheld gaming i so rarely do it like i brought like there was a time where like when the 3ds was around i brought it with me on planes and i just wouldn't touch it i ended up reading for the whole time like Mm. six hour flight i would just read for six hours a a book (laughs) books what is that yeah it's a thing does it have a a big screen i don't know i mean technically like you know like trade size paperback is you know a good solid eight inches in height Uh, what's the what's the the performance uh ratios or you know power efficiency curves 300 dpi Um, i mean oh pretty sharp okay that's not too bad what what kind of battery life you get on that book endless Uh, indefinite oh oh my god okay maybe i should check this out (laughs) 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 i realize i mean like i I, i'm pretty much an ebook reader like a kindle kind of person which all those things actually do apply to a kindle i switched and i even to this day even though it is remarkable to Kindles physical or? books to okay. mostly I do my reading now on like an e-reader and there's still a part of me that cries every time I pick it up because I miss like reading a phys- reading a book in a physical like physical book is an experience because you can smell the paper the every book has a different font you know um the every book has a different paper 
the covers are different, like paperweights and stuff. And I used to be in, I used to be in print publishing. So I think there's a part of me that still really geeks out about this kind of stuff. And so every, to me, every book has a personality, like every physical form of the book has its own little personality. And so a, a e-reader kind of sterilizes all that, right? Cause it's just the same font, the same device, just, it's not laid out well sometimes, like sometimes like uh, the, the margins get a little weird, like especially if you're looking at a book with like pictures on it. Like I, mm-hmm. I can't do cookbooks on on like digital format I, like that. It imagine. doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do it because it saves so much space, right? Like yeah. for the amount of books I can consume, it is just not as practical to have a physical library the size that I want. When I was a kid, I was like, when I grow up, I'm going to make so much money and I'm going to have a house with like a dedicated library. Yeah, no, eight-year-old Lena, that costs money. <laughs> and we're not space, we're not going to be living yeah. somewhere where like, real estate is cheap. You're living in the San Francisco Bay Area, so you do not get to have a Beauty and the Beast library. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you, uh, uh, Christian um, Nunkin as a or says a uh, performance is great on books new pages load instantly wow look at man look at that no, no smooth 30 on your uh, on your books i like that uh, i'm a little torn on uh just like uh yeah d- uh ebooks uh especially for education educational purposes just cuz uh like it is very convenient and easy uh for kids these days to just have it on on a device they don't have to carry like 50 pound big textbooks on on their back, yeah. you know, like how we have back in the days, and it back just, in yeah, day. like it just strain. I remember now, it's like, oh man, I used to yeah. do it as a kid, and it strains my back so much. And then I, I see my my friends' kids, you know, they'll they'll have like, oh, it's on the iPad. Every you know, like two hundred, three hundred page of uh, AP Bio, uh, it's all there. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> you have it easy. I, I mean, in that regards, yes, but I, it's really interesting because I sometimes wonder, this is a little tangent, but I sometimes wonder if like what you grow up with, like wires your brain a certain way, right? Because for me, as someone who grew up with paper textbooks, I find digital only much more frustrating because I can't easily like flip back and forth or like thumb through pages quickly and be able to compare mm. and contrast that way. But sometimes I wonder if you only ever grew up with iPads, maybe it's very intuitive and not a problem for you, but... I'll never know because that's not my, unfortunately, it's not my lived experience. Yeah, I. it's funny. I feel like I'm the opposite. I hated books at the time just because, yeah, they were heavy. They were expensive. Like, it is. I mean, I wasn't a great reader anyway uh, or, or a schooler <laughs> person in school. Uh, so, yeah, I was just, I, 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 I just don't like or care for books. I'm 100% Kindle. I'm okay with it. Oh, I don't I don't I miss like books. physical books at all. <laughs> it was Love them. So, I'm not I'm not going to take credit for this. I'm not going to say I take credit for this, but I remember back when I first went to college in 2000-2001 that I like I remember going like, "Okay, well what classes do I have? I got to go to the bookstore. I got to buy these books. Oh crap, do you buy mm. them new? You hell no, you don't buy them new. They're way expensive." So, wait, I'm buying somebody's already used book and it's still <laughs> thousands of dollars to to get all the books that i need for my semester oh my god this is horrible and i I was like man imagine if i could just get all the books on the computer and then you can just check it out on the computer and then you don't even have to have the physical thing you don't got to buy it you can just check it out on the computer Uh, what if there was just some sort of like easy computer that was like a book so i i had an idea of a kindle 
back back in that day. I mean, it, it wasn't my thought. I'm sh- I'm sure, but yeah, I I do remember thinking like, oh man, how cool would hey, that be? You should have went with it. Then yeah. it'll be you know, no. billions of dollars yeah. richer. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, I mean, I, see, I think that's my living lived experience is like for for college books, like just like put such a huge like. <laughs> tamper on like just the cost of it and like the size of it that whole thing was just like yeah this is stupid i don't want any books and then you move around a lot like i do and i'm just like oh boxes of books are heavy as hell so i don't want to carry these around <laughs> get the all rid of all them uh, no I, never, so. I understand i i liked it i mean honestly i think college was uh was a better experience with textbooks because a lot of times professors would uh be able to like give you sections of it so you could go down and like pick it up from like one of the local copy shops um or you could buy a version of the textbook where it actually was like separated out so you could only carry just like the section you needed at that time as opposed to just like like, like gigantic mm. tome of a book but i don't know i like i like the physicality of real books physical books it's funny cuz that that doesn't i i actually where that breaks for me is like magazines or, or, or comics or manga or something like that. Like, I feel like that oh, experience yeah, is separate from like just a book with words, hmm. a book with words. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But yeah, you write the pictures or especially a magazine. Like I feel you get color and yeah. Yeah, the layouts. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely different. Like I definitely had a magazine collection that I tried to, to grow for a little bit. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Okay. I don't want to carry this around either, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, magazines the fun ones for were. Sure. The fun, this is a little bit of nostalgia, right? But like the fun magazines are the ones where they would actually create pictures with the spines, right? So if you collected the oh, magazine over yeah, the course yeah, of the year yeah. or something, yeah. it would form a picture. I thought that was really cool. Like a little, little Easter egg for people who like stuck with the subscriptions. Yeah, super cool. Um, all right, a couple more questions and we'll get out of here. Uh, we had a, a bunch of questions from the, the Q&A episode that we did a while ago. Uh, were, were you on that one, Alina? Where it was just all Q&A? I can't remember. I think so. Okay. Well, well I know. Time? I, I know there was. Yeah. Right. I know there was someone on here. Someone here that we didn't get to, like a friend of the show, Coffee, put in a bunch in here. So I, I want to go back and and kind of cover some some of these. Um, let's see. Elena, did uh, this is from Star Screamus. Uh, did did I ask you what your ideal breakfast for dinner meal is? No, I don't think you asked me that question. Okay. So maybe well, I missed this. What episode. is what is your favorite breakfast for dinner meal? Actually, do you even like breakfast <laughs> food? I I mean, I like it. I like it as a concept, but okay. I generally end up skipping it during a workday because I just don't make time for it, unfortunately. Um I know this is kind of a hard question for me because uh I think the question is about like traditional or typical American breakfast foods. Like what would mm. you eat for dinner Yeah, and not actually like, what did you grow up eating for breakfast? Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is, <laughs> which is uh, sometimes could be already classified as dinner. So that's why there's this moment of me trying to figure out which way to answer this question. <laughs> I think if I was going to choose an American style dish, it would be uh corned beef hash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's usually my default when I go to a diner. Or poached eggs, or sorry, not egg poached eggs. Uh, I like those too, but uh, specifically eggs Benedict. Yeah, no, that's good. Willis, what's your your go to breakfast for uh, dinner? Kind of like a is it Denny's Grand Slam? You know, because uh, oh. eggs, uh, oh, eggs, classic. hash brown, and uh, sausage. Yeah, 
thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna go waffles, some more of like a desserty kind of oh. breakfast. Oh yeah. We, do you do you like French toast too? Yes, but I I feel like French toast if it's not cooked enough or like I feel like like oh yeah that's I've fair. had yeah I've had plenty of no, like French it. toast that's just like yeah yeah oh, yeah God, yeah because like, it could be really soggy, soggy if they don't cook it chewy, well yeah where I feel like at least a, a yeah, waffle yeah. like it's really hard to mess up a waffle I mean if you mess up a waffle you, <laughs> there's something wrong uh so no I yeah. get it for sure <laughs> um yeah definitely team waffles uh another food question here we go uh Sid lives front of the show Sid lives asks uh, how do you like your steaks prepared Elena do you eat steaks Yes, I do. How do you like them prepared? Uh, I can do either steakhouse rare or steakhouse medium rare. Basically rare with either a warm or cool center. Both mm. are fine with me. Um, I will eat other, other versions of it. But if it's like a really dry, well done, that, that, that makes me sad. <laughs> See, that's, that's how I grew up. Uh, my dad's not watching, so my my dad was very much a well done. This thing is gonna bounce off the floor if you if you if you uh if you throw it down. Oh, no. Like so, like growing up, I just thought a steak was like, oh, that's a steak. It's just it's just well done. Yeah, boy, <laughs> you know, you you kind of scrape off some of the some of the the char because you're like, oh, oh you know, it's a little too charred. I'm gonna scrape some of these. Like, yeah, yeah, scrape it off. It's fine. Uh, so that's that's how I grew up. But I don't enjoy that. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was I'm, I'm medi- medium rare, but usually fall on the side of medium. I, I I want it a little more cooked than rare. So like, yeah, so you, you don't have to gnaw on the steak. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> more pink than red. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I feel like sometimes it's just a little too chewy. Mm. I'm like, I wish it was cooked just a little bit more. But yeah. Willis. Same, same, same. And funny enough, I did cook a steak last night with that oh, at, okay. a, mm. at a yeah, meat at a medium level. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yes, Bob Jones, uh, my steak was abused as a child. <laughs> That's for damn sure. <laughs> oh, no. Um friend of the show, Ian Cutris, uh hey. potato, is, Hi, Ian. does point out a really good thing though that I do want to mention as well, that like steak is so very different than hamburger meat, right? <laughs> so it's a weird thing in the in America, the US, that I don't know if is universal worldwide, which is they will actually ask you how you want your burger done. Like, do you want it to still moo? And because it's ground beef, I'm always like horrified because I grew up flipped from you. So my dad would cook the steaks rare, but he would always always do the uh, patties well done because of sanitary like health reasons mm. right so the first time i went to a restaurant in my entire life i they were like how do you want your burger done and i was like what do you what do you mean i want it cooked like i don't understand this question one of my friends had explained Side to me they're like oh you can get it like you can get it medium or you can get it well done and i was like oh i want it well done i don't want to i don't want to get food poisoning <laughs> what is everyone else doing here <laughs> Uh, which, same, same thing. funny enough, uh, yes, my dad, you know, he would make the hamburger patty and then just be like, oh yeah, that thing's cooking, it continues to cook, continues to cook. Oh, it's got no color left. All right, here you go. <laughs> so yeah, that's how that's, my dad just grew up kind of cooking everything. I think it's a safe way, right? Yeah. You don't get sick, but for me, so the difference, the difference for me, the only time that I would get like a medium burger and which I do, uh, uh, often is that if if you know that the the actual ground beef is from like a local source, 
and it's all yeah. from from a single cut of meat and it's prepared at, at the place so like yeah, for the most part it's like okay yeah, yeah. It, it like yeah usually ground meat is like okay that's ground and who knows what's in there and how many different sources it came from but like if, yeah. if it's a, a really good like like i'm thinking like cloven hoof which is like a, a butcher shop in in oakland and you know like it's mm-hmm. like okay the, like it's a butcher shop they they, they get their they get their meat from like actual farms in in the Bay Area, and it's like okay, well, if if it's controlled like that, I'm okay getting something that's a little a little less cooked. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that that does make sense, and people in the chat are pointing that out. But because when I go to restaurants, I I am not a fancy person when I go to restaurants, and that experience when I was like I don't know a teenager uh, was definitely at a cheap joint, right? Uh, okay. So like your standard, I don't know. Uh, like not Denny's, but like you know, a diner type situation. I was like, oh, I don't trust this. I don't trust this at all. Like, you're yeah. not serving no, me no, a good no, no, cut no, no, of meat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need that thing yeah. nuked. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, and they don't, they don't offer you it like a Burger King or McDonald's or something. It's just like, no, that's this is how you do it. <laughs> uh, and I wouldn't want anything any different. Uh, oh, there we go. Okay, uh, Willis. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Charred. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Willis just put in a. Uh, a poll, uh, a, a poll. Uh, so that's pretty or good. How how you like your steak done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I'm I'm gonna do a screw check in. Liquidara had asked, uh, did Adam ever find the screw from the last build stream? Oh. <laughs> oh <laughs> wow, that's that. rem- that's remembering still, that detail quite well. Yeah, I had answered it at the last show. And I'll answer it again. No, uh, that screw is uh is lost to time. I think. I mean the the system's running. I, I've had no problems. <laughs> and then so, one day. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know what? I should, I should say, so uh, Fractal was at LTX. Um, oh. The, yeah, so uh, uh, I got to, to speak with a, a designer, uh, Alexander, really nice guy. And then our, our, our typical uh, 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 PR contact, he was there as well. So, you know, we were chatting. They had a really cool booth uh, set up. They were also like overclocking. Uh, God, who did they have there for over? Splave, right? I think Spl- it was Splave who was there overclocking and they were using fractal paste. Anyway, uh, cool setup, but I, I asked them, I was like, listen, and I know you asked them as well separately. Yeah. Uh, I was like, <laughs> listen, the uh, fractal Terra, everybody's asking about that 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 green color, the the jade. Mm. Uh, it's officially called jade. Uh, when the hell are there going to be some more jade coming in? Uh, and, and, and I asked him if I, if, if I could say this publicly, and they were like, okay, so they actually have been getting shipments in, but because the back order is so long on places like Newegg, it's essentially just been fulfilling back order, and so it hasn't been available oh. to just buy now. Mm-hmm. But they they the they feel like the next shipment they have that will be here by the end of August should fulfill most of the back orders and have some left over to to be able to just buy so, now. So, so September onward, so it'll start becoming more available. Hopefully, theoretically, at least that's what they said. They said I could say publicly. So if if you're interested, uh, if you're interested in that one, uh, then then yeah, uh, yes. keep a lookout. Yeah. So when we were on, uh, just having a break uh, during our stream, and um, you know, we went to go check out the the show floor in the convention center. I because Adam uh, met with uh, Fractal first, and then I was like, oh, I wonder if they had the uh, the the jade, uh, you know. Uh, color uh, Terra, and then so I I went over to it and I I saw it. They had a, a, a display on it. I was like, yes, this is the one. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, so you liked yeah. it in person? I, I liked it in person. So actually, like, having to actually see it, like it makes more sense. They also decorate it in a way uh, that it's more like home style. Like their the, the, their the, booth, their booth is like a home style, like you know, a look. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, because if I want a case like that, 
and it's it's for it's gonna be for my living room like and and mm. we we have a lot of plants as well so I was like oh this is actually really oh, nice to cute. just kind of just you know blend it all in together you know now now that you've seen it in person do you think Elena would like that jade color yeah I think so too actually no <laughs> no like I like it as a color like uh i think it's a good looking case but i tend for like decor i tend to choose more neutral colors mm. or even just more plain like gray white black type things because for whatever reason i get very restless and so if i want to change or like i get tired of colors really quickly so i'd have to change it frequently or i can just pick something more neutral and then i just don't really notice it and then i never have to keep spending money on home decor <laughs> <laughs> uh rumor two's got it a, a nail right on the head uh uh fractal terra for cottage core gaming yes yes you know what <laughs> yeah. mid-month mid-century modern is very hot still so and th so the the other end of the coin and something uh luckily gordon's not here to argue me with <laughs> is is performance right and like so the the performance i've had so far with my system that i've been using is 7800 x3d with a uh, a slim uh, cooler uh, company, I can't remember the um, name of the the cooler I used, but uh, and then a seventy nine hundred XT uh, system in there. Like like the thermals have been great. Like it's it's in in my entertainment center. It's it's got you know room around it, but it's you know, I'm not like it doesn't have like amazing airflow or anything like that. And even then, like I'm not really topping out at like higher than like 73 C on either of them. Uh, the, the downside is there's no mesh. So I think that's the other thing after a while, I do want to kind of get in there and be like, okay, well how much dust is <laughs> and, and cat hair is accumulating in there <laughs> because of that. But like thermals, like it looks good. The thermals have been completely fine for, for that build specifically, uh, you know, other than that last shoe to drop of like, okay, well, how dirty is it going to get in there? Uh, I just, I've been loving it. So, uh, good on, good on fractal. Good stuff. Uh, one more food question in here. We'll get out of here. Uh, a uh, friend of the show, Red Maw asked, um, when will we get laptops with hollow palm rests so we can flip open? Oh, when will we get laptops with hollow palm rests that can flip open so we can have a dip on the left of the trackpad and pretzels chips or snack <laughs> on the question. on the right <laughs> so yeah nice uh, number one we'll never get that number two <laughs> uh if if you had if you had something like that that was like built in uh you know kind of snack options what, what would you have elena what, what, what would you put Okay, first I have to preface preface this by saying that I would never use it because I am actually a very clumsy person at the worst moments and I probably would like end up smearing the food into the laptop keyboard and my poor machine would just die a very undignified death. But for me, I'd probably have like uh, goldfish crackers, original cheddar flavor, maybe low sodium version on one side. Ooh. And then I would have Cheez-Its on the other Fancy. side. Oh, well, cheese all <laughs> <And> day. <laughs> if you don't understand, if you didn't catch that I like cheese flavored snacks, you may be getting a hint of that now. Okay. Are, are you, uh, now we know what to get you for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> just cheese. That just a big cheese. wheel. Just roll in a wheel. No, not this, not, not just, not cheese specifically, cheese flavored carb snacks. Oh, okay. So mm. we're talking like Cheez-Its, Goldfish, better cheddar, um, those weird planter puff balls, things like that. What, what about what about uh, uh, cheese whiz? 
Oh, that's gross. <laughs> oh, okay, so you draw the line at cheese. Yeah, cheese. Okay. <laughs> Anything that comes in a canister that you just... <laughs> that's aerosol-based. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like, I'm not against the idea of the flavor of Cheese Whiz, but I'm very against the texture of Cheese uh, Whiz. I, I definitely had a phase in the college years where it was... Oh, a chicken and a biscuits with cheese whiz. Just, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For me, it was discovering the Costco sized boxes of goldfish crackers. I don't know if I mentioned this on the show, but but apparently I ate so much of it in college. I actually flipped like some kind of internal switch where I was like, I'm good. Oh, I'm really good on like, this. Okay, and I, I was like, up. it went, I went. Yeah, like I feel I got like my fill of it. And like it was like a solid decade before I could eat them again. Because huh. I was just so good on them. I think everyone has that story, yeah, <laughs> of of something they they ate a ton of, and then they're like, okay, I think I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, we we got a, a last serious question that just came in here that that I definitely want to ask. A uh, friend of the show, Bob Jones, what happened to the cheaper ROG Ally model? Uh, yeah, that was the uh, one that was announced that had the Z1 chip, not the Z1 Extreme. It was supposed to be, I believe, a hundred dollars less than the the Z1 Extreme model. I don't remember when they promised it was going to be launched or if they even had a launch date, but you're right. Uh, I have no idea where it is. Uh, I will say I was at Best Buy before we went to LTX. What was I getting there? Oh, I was picking up the laptops uh, for for a video series that we have uh, coming up later. But the uh, I, I did ask the, the person, I was like, oh, hey, by the way, do you have a... I, I saw the end cap for the ROG Ally, but they didn't have boxes out, of course. It's Oakland. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure they probably would have got stolen. So I was like, oh, do you have any ROG Allies in the back? And they're like, oh, yeah, we got a ton. We even have a, a bunch of um, return units. And I was like, oh, you know, why are people returning them? Are they problems, whatever? And he was like, ah, I don't know. Uh, but he, he, uh, he, he had told me how much it was off to get one of those uh, return units. So I, I don't know if it was open box or refurbished or, or what. I didn't ask that deep, but yeah. So they had a they had a supply of already <laughs> the Z1 Extreme versions. So my guess is that some somewhere either the supply is being constrained at the Z1 level. Uh, so maybe it's it's manufacturing on that end that uh, it hasn't come to fruition. Number two, maybe it was already supposed to launch a little bit later and we just haven't got to it number three maybe the demand has just been softer on the z1 extreme version so they they haven't launched that i'm not quite sure uh you know or it could be all the above the the business decisions uh who knows but i i would i would have assumed that the the non-extreme version with the z1 in it would be more popular because of that cheaper price point but I don't know. I'm not a business person. I mean, that didn't we see that play out with the Steam Deck too? That we thought that maybe the cheapest Steam Deck would be the most popular, but it wasn't. See, to start, I feel like all of that information was early on, of like, oh, hey, which one is selling the most? And it was, yeah, I think from what we could gather, it was the higher end options. But I think that was also the early adopter people who just wanted to. That's fair. I mean, because that's, that's the one fair. I got. I was just like, yeah, but I do wonder over time now that it's been over a year maybe the cheaper one has has gathered uh momentum i wonder uh, I, don't, I wonder I, if yeah. you could figure that out through the steam survey like if you go through the hardware survey and kind of see like which ones are like more dominant is that that's a way we could determine it uh yeah i, I don't know I'm, I'm not quite sure uh if that's something that can be can be gleamed it would be interesting for sure yeah. but I, I do feel like i do feel like that is something that uh 
that is a, a major factor in these handheld devices is the cost. Like, yes, the Ally with the Z1 Extreme can can be way more powerful than the Steam Deck, but that Steam Deck just has that that entry level price. That's just like so yeah. nice. Yeah, I mean, in the ecosystem, and it's easier to to kind of set up and use. I mean, I think the next step for you, uh, Will, is to go back to your journey on it. I I would want you to try a Steam Deck next mm. and see see you know how how you how you feel about that, especially coming from a Windows based device. Yeah. So, anyway. So who knows? I uh, I, can, I can try to reach out to Asus see if they have uh, any comment on on the the non extreme version of the of the Z one coming out. But yeah, I, I'm I'm very curious about that. Uh, anyway, we should probably get out of here because now I'm hungry and <laughs> we need to find some uh, cheese related food no for, for Elena. <laughs> uh, before we go, I uh, have. Oh. Uh, I have my goldfish ready on the side. You oh, don't even know. Oh, it's wow. It's ready. It's just right right, right here off camera. <laughs> right, right on the edge. <laughs> uh, real quick before And I have do... a steak in the freezer that I'm going to take out now nice. that we've talked about it. Ooh, you, oh, you know what? You cook the steak and you crumble up some uh, uh, some goldfish and sprinkle on top. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, fun fact. I know, sorry, Willis, you're going to uh, say something. But uh, fun fact, if you didn't know this, my cat also likes cheese-flavored snacks, oh. too. When I when he was when he was not on a restricted diet, we used to bribe him by giving him like crumbled bits of Cheez-Its and he would just go ham on it. It was so cute. Wow. Uh, I, I will say BB, uh rest her soul. Uh she she he loved all kinds of fish. She would just beg. I mean, she would literally get in the <laughs> face when we're eating anything. Anything. Mm-hmm. Uh Guthrie, he's not that way. Except for one thing, and it's French fries. He like loves French fries. What? It's it's really you know weird. He yeah. has he has excellent taste. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I give him French fries. So I'm like, all right, you know what? You go Deep for it. Deep fried carbs. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So that that's the one thing. I mean, he he will be interested if we have food around, but he won't like hound us. He'll just be like, oh, and then I'll be like, ah, no, it's okay. It's not for you. And then he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. But French fries, he will definitely hound. Uh, does he nice. does he have a preference for French fries? Like, does he? Does he like disdain In-N-Out French fries for being kind of weird, and like prioritizes McDonald's French fries? Or like, is there a hierarchy? Uh, well, McDonald's French fries are the worst, so I would not bring those home for him to try. <laughs> so he's not even gonna know the answer to that. <laughs> but yet, no, In-N-Out we usually eat fresh there, so he's never had that opportunity. I guess most of the time it's Burger King because we have one kind of close to us so it's if we're going to bring something home it's usually like a, or fast food related french fry would be a burger king so i, I guess i only have a sample size of one burger king, burger king fries so I, I didn't know you can feed your pets fast food <laughs> i mean you you can feed them whatever the hell you want you shouldn't but also you know he's he's an older gentleman he's mm. he's living his best his best years so i'll let him have some fries <laughs> it's fine so sorry. Uh, yeah, you, no, you uh, before we go, before we go, I just want to share the uh, the poll that we did on the uh, who will win the blindfold cable management challenge. Oh yeah. Uh, so oh, right. uh, the final came down to uh, uh, at 130 votes. Uh, Gordon leading at 36 mm, percent. Elena coming in at 32. What? Oh, pretty and, close. And then, what? <laughs> and then Brad 18. Adam, sorry, 12. Uh, you know, 12%. Okay. Oh, you all have way more confidence <laughs> in me than I do in myself. <laughs> 
I think I voted for you too. So. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Adam, work work harder next time. Well, next build. I just guess, man. Prove am everybody. I, am I know? just am I just known for bad cabling? Is that uh, I had no idea. I that, don't that think this, so. This maybe or, or maybe just other people are better than I am. I put my money on Elena too, actually. Uh, okay. yeah. Honestly, though, I really think that the battle is between Brad and Gordon because I think that both you and I don't care enough, Adam. To like really be like, yes, I'm gonna win this. We're just like, whatever. Uh, We're just yeah. gonna laugh at the other two while they just go <laughs> yeah. like head to head. Definitely, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that would be kind of fun. See if if we get a booth at LTX next year, we'll definitely definitely do funny stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, hell yeah! So yes. I try try to make it happen. Anyway, uh, let's uh, tune in next week for your dose of tech talk here on the Full Nerd. Um, if you want to leave us a review, which you definitely should, uh, because it helps the, the review fairies give us review juice on whatever platform, uh, you definitely go over to Apple podcasts, uh, Spotify, not Stitcher. Cause we got switched Stitcher dead, uh, pocket casts. <laughs> I like pocket casts. That's, that's where I do it. And they just, they just added the new feature for leaving reviews. Uh, so you should do it over there. Um, every time you do, Guthrie gets a French fry. Uh, so you, you, want, you want you want Guthrie to get some French fries. Uh, I don't remember what Gordon says after that, but I'm just going to say thank you to Brad for, for joining us and coming back safe and sound. Thanks, guys. It's uh, <laughs> my Brad voice. It doesn't sound like Brad at all. Uh, Elena, th- <laughs> thank you for, for hanging out and talking food. It just always goes into food talk. Yeah, it's one of my favorite topics. Yeah. Not, a, not a hardship. You, you need it. You just need it. You can't can't live without it. And thank you, Willis, uh, for for controlling the verticals and horizontals. Get us out of here. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we will see you next week. Uh, as uh, and we're gonna have lunch. And as a friend in the chat, um, Sharf Two K says, we're gonna go write some uh, nerd Surrey rhymes. <laughs> nerd <laughs> so Surrey rhymes. Surrey rhymes after the show. Ooh, so. Like yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see you guys later. Have a have a good day. Bye. With an accelerator processor here, accelerator processor there. <laughs> <laughs>